For many mid-Missourians, those singing voices may be familiar. You may recognize them from tours around Missouri, annual appearances at Roots and Blues, and from radio and Facebook Live performances. And for those of you who don't know those voices, you may be surprised to learn they belong to sisters who haven't even turned 16. And I caught a cab on the east side of town. Olivia and Emma Burney, known as the Burney Sisters, might be only 15 and 12 years old, but their sound rivals that of any number of the folk pop groups they admire, from the Avett Brothers to Fleetwood Mac. The Sisters' new EP, Letter to You, released in late March, just when much of the country began social distancing and sheltering in place. Their live shows may have been cancelled, but the Sisters are taking the time to play for fans online, make new music, and spend time with the rest of their family. I'm your host, Gabi Morera de Nuila, and welcome to a special episode of Vox Voice. It was recorded from separate locations over video chat, so we apologize in advance for some audio feedback and background noise. Here's our podcast editor, Sam Mosier, in conversation with the Bernie Sisters. How are you both doing today? We're doing good. We, um... I just ate anyway, and we're just kind of chilling because there's not really much else we can do. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we are recording this in the uh, amidst COVID-19. We are in separate locations, but we're doing our best to make it sound like we're in the same room as we would normally do with Fox <laughs> Voice. So thank you both for putting up with uh, you know, the recording situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So naturally, this interview is going to have a lot to do with music. So I want to start off with kind of an odd question. What are your first memories of music? I, my first song that I actually remember, um, like actual song that wasn't like a nursery rhyme or something, is Waiting on the World to Change by John Mayer. All right. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, my... Um, my parents would play that for me. And that's actually a really amazing song. So I'm kind of <laughs> proud of that. But what, what about you? I actually have no idea. But I feel like it was Roar by Katy Perry. <laughs> 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 like that. This, just, yeah, that just shows how young we are. <laughs> that was put out a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So now, so today, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Olivia, you are 15 and Emma, you're 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, roughly 10 or so years since those first memories or so, music is still a huge part of your lives. And so today, what can what can you say about your love for music? Why do you love it? It's a way like I feel like it's just always been in our family, Mm -hmm. like our um, grandpa and our grandma were in a band together and our mom, she knows how to sing and she actually taught both of us harmony. But it's just really a way to I don't know show your emotions in a different way than like speaking you know and connect with people um so yeah that's it's pretty yeah. great <laughs> I I want to want to make music because I know that um at least we try to inspire other people with our music and make them feel something and I've heard that so many different times because whenever I write my music I really like I feel something whenever I sing it and whenever I write the lyrics and um so making other people feel that like how I feel when I listen to the music that I do that really moves me is my biggest goal for all of it for people to enjoy it and to feel something and uh, 
you know, playing live shows was just amazing because, you know, you could actually see it on their face whenever they um, they would listen to the songs. So that's like my biggest thing about music and my biggest goal for it. If uh, all of you listening out there have not had the pleasure of seeing the Bernie Sisters live, I would highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> a quick note, I think, on uh, if you needed proof that we were recording at home, I think, was that a dog barking on? Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah that was her dog outside. Yeah. <laughs> no worries at all. So that's you know why you love music how did you get started making music Mm, we we started playing with well we we'd always like played music around the house and sang and stuff like that um but we started playing music with a local musician named rocket kirchner and so we played like i think what like two or three shows with him um maybe maybe a few more i'm not sure um and we did backing vocals and stuff on his uh, his CD um, that he recorded, and we went in a real studio, and that was pretty much our first um, experience with that. But we had never done our own stuff, and at that t- at the time, we really really liked pop music, so we started um, we started playing um, a bunch of you know really popular covers and stuff, and then we went downtown and started busking so that's kind of when we started playing music and how we did and uh for those who don't know including myself what is busking busking so yeah that's a that's like downtown over by tellers that that's pretty much just street performing like you know on the on like downtown or outside or you know in in front of a a (laughs) few people or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah and so you both are more than just talented vocalists. You're talented instrumentalists as well. What instruments do you both play? When and how did you learn to play them? Um, so my first instrument, I played for just a few months. It was violin, um, and I was five, I think. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really, I, I didn't really get much out of it, and I forgot how to play like the violin within like two months. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but years later, I think it was like what I was. Two thousand seventeen, maybe yeah. for guitar. I, I was nine, I think, and yeah. then I I picked up the guitar because Olivia knew how to play the ukulele, and I was a little bit jealous because <laughs> I didn't really know how to play anything, and so yeah, I decided to pick up the guitar and I taught myself on YouTube, and then kind of went from there with other stringed instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then t- tell them about the the story with the violin or whatever oh okay um so pat k he uh he was kind of in between fiddle players um, pat k from the k brothers yeah about two years ago yeah yeah and he was really in between fiddle players you know just like he couldn't get any of them to actually like you know be at every single show so he needed another kind of permanent one Mm mm-hmm and I, since I had those, like four months of experience on violin from when I was five, <laughs> I decided to pick it up again and try to learn fiddle music. Um, so, like two weeks later, I texted him and told him, like, I learned one of your songs, and uh, he was just like, "All right, well, uh, learn our whole our whole set, and then we'll play a show with you next month." So, yeah, that <laughs> that's really, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was crazy too. She she practiced so much, uh, and you know, 
started just playing with him off the bat. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> Pick it up real quick. Speaking of which, so yeah. uh, we've uh, I've covered the Vernie sister before. I've had the pleasure of meeting you two before this. And I remember when I, I was taking photos in your house, uh, Emma, you were showing off your banjo skills. Do you still pick yeah. up the banjo every now and then? Um, I don't as much as I did then, um, but I I do play around with it sometimes. Yeah, I like I like playing banjo a yeah, lot. She plays it's, it more than I do. Yeah, that's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the origins of you know the all capital the Bernie sisters. What was your first performance? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, it was at a it was at a nursing home, and uh, we made a hundred dollars, which was like super super huge for us. And we had one hour, and um. We just played a bunch of, like, I think it was all covers, except for, like, we played Light the World or something, which was my first song ever. Um, it was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> and um, I remember there was this guy there, and he uh, he was just, well, pretty much everyone was asleep throughout our whole show. <laughs> um, but he came up to us at the end. <laughs> And he was like, I was asleep through the whole thing. But when you played Johnny Cash, I was awake. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right. And then apparently he lived, like, down the road from Johnny Cash, like, when he was really young or something like that, which was wild. But, yeah. <laughs> There's so many good stories at places like that. For yeah. real. It's funny. That's a very memorable first performance. And <laughs> making money off of it. Not many uh, musicians can say that for their first time. So that's that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many years ago was that? Three. Yeah, it was like in March of 2017 or something. Yes. Yeah, okay, so just a little uh, over three years ago. And yeah. obviously since that time, you've played Roots and Blues, Rose Music Hall, among many other places. What is performing for you like now? How has it changed? Do you still experience stage fright? I, I barely get nervous anymore. Um, I, I do, you know... It's certain people, especially, like, people that are my age, um, I get really scared to perform in front of. Um, I I love performing, and it's it just feels, like, weird not being able to play shows right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just have so much fun with it, and I get lost on some – like, I get lost on stage and, like, sometimes, like, forget what I'm doing, and then it's, like – I don't know, just really, really into the music. Um, I feel like I am sometimes. And sometimes there was this one time I was singing a song and I, I got like so into it. And then after the song, I was like shaking. I was like, how is this happening? But yeah, I I get scared or nervous at like the weirdest places. It, it, like even Roots and Blues, I wasn't I was kind of just chill there, which I feel like I shouldn't have been. But it'll be, like, somewhere with three people. I'll just be up there like, ah, I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned not being able to perform right now. Uh, you you both released a new EP in March uh, this year titled A Letter to You. It can be found on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon. I highly recommend giving it a listen. And you had performances um, coming up to play and uh from songs from this new ep but unfortunately as with all live performances right now had to be canceled um due to social distancing guidelines but 
in its place, um, you both are hosting some basement sessions on Facebook yeah. Live, Saturday nights yeah. at 7 p.m. Uh, tell me about the idea behind that, what those have been like. So our mom had the idea for it. I think it was right, like, right before everyone was, you know, kind of figuring out that we would be in quarantine for a little while. Um, and so we had a few friends over and we did our first basement session and it was it was really cool um it we have since improved with with lighting and cameras and different camera angles and all that stuff because it's pretty like the only show we can do now so that's pretty much what we've been working on um our our little sister's in the band now so she's been she's been playing with us there and uh it's We've been getting a lot more people to come onto our lives and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, the setup, like she was saying, the setup is very severe. <laughs> no, severe. It's, it's pretty great. Um, there's like a swivel TV or well, no, it, yeah. it like swivels around where we can sit on the couch and watch it. Or while we're actually playing, we can see the comments on yeah. Facebook. And um, yeah, so we've really... Uh, upped our game <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a lot of fun to experiment down there with lighting and sound and all that jazz that's awesome so what can people expect from tuning into one of these basement sessions so i think one time we played as a joke we played a song from tiger king we covered a <laughs> song yeah from joe exotic and uh we all wore cowboy hats and everything which was really funny but um <laughs> jokes aside we pretty much just you know play play our songs and try to you know make the set list different uh each week and we learn new covers every single week um to put online and so we play those um in the show too that's pretty much what we do. And then, you know, uh, answer comments and uh, talk to people. Yeah. Uh, again, that's uh, Saturday nights, uh, 7 p.m. So everyone get involved and engage with the with these basement sessions. I have to ask, was it uh, I Found a Tiger? What, what Joe yeah. Exotic yeah, song was it? Yeah, I saw a tiger. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw a tiger. I, yeah. I saw a tiger. <laughs> I saw this meme that was like, uh, I hate country music, me. And then it was like, uh, also me. <laughs> I saw a tiger. <laughs> I was like it's a moving yes. song no doubt <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> so then speaking of songwriting tell me about this new ep uh, it's again titled a uh, letter to you what were the inspirations behind this new release um so we wanted to kind of put out an album that sounds like we we sound like now actually live and it's pretty it's almost the exact same as what you'll hear when you um listen to us live because it's it's super stripped down and some of the songs are usually more produced but we stripped them down for this and we recorded them in our basement um and I don't know it a, a, a lot of the songs are kind of sad and so that's kind of we group them all together because I, I like to write sad songs that's just you know my favorite thing to do so um but so it was easy to find them but uh we put them all together and they're they're kind of all like like letters if you write them out so that's kind of where we thought we can add the title of this song to the whole EP so I like that. Now, um, what are your favorite songs on the the album and the stories behind them? Okay, so Regret Lover Me, I really like playing that song. I 
sometimes I get carried away with my picking on guitar and stuff. So we had to like get the metronome. They were like, all right, Olivia, like go slower with the guitar here. And so um, that's that was kind of difficult with trying to do that. But finally I got it. And um, that song, I really wanted to write a song about rain. And I just kind of, some words just kind of fit and you know, it, it means something different to me now, but I I really like what came out of it. And then Unbearable, um, I can't remember. I think it was about a year or two ago when I wrote that song. It's It's got to be like one year, I think. That song, it's just, it like puts the imagery in my head of like, like, big cities for like no reason. I just, I just like keep thinking that whenever I sing that song. But um, we got Bella in on that song, and she's actually not on the EP, which I wish we would have um, had her on there with us. But this, we're going to be recording in quarantine and um, put her on it. So that'll be exciting. Do you have any of the songs on there that are your favorites? Um, I like Letter to You. That's my favorite. Or no, those two sound the same. Regret Lover and Me. Um, yeah, that's my favorite one because it reminds me of um, Fisher Road to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, by the, the Aver Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, we covered that just a, a few days ago. Yeah, yeah the that. walk down thing. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that song. Yeah. I know you both are huge fans of the Avid Brothers. And you, yeah, sure. um, correct me if I'm wrong, have had, since I think the last time we've talked, had the opportunity to play with them or uh, open for them? Yeah. yeah, we we got to meet them and we got to play. Um, I think it was like a band or two before them at Roots and Blues, which was unbelievably cool. They were really really sweet. And um, Emma went to and Scott's um, like art gallery, like um, art showing this one time with a friend of ours, and he remembered her and he was like, "Oh, how was your tour?" and stuff like that, which was really really cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. That is so cool. Um, yeah. You mentioned earlier, Olivia, that um, you like, you prefer or lean toward writing uh, sad songs. Uh, tell me about why that is. Um, because I, I, I like to listen to faster music, which is 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 kind of weird. I also like listening to sad songs, but um, I think I think it's because I feel like I mean it more when I when I really like write a song where I'm paying attention to all of the lyrics and how they come together and uh just like the flow of it and I feel like I used to with a lot of my songs used to force some of the lyrics because of what it meant to me instead of changing them to make them flow better with the melody and I read this book um it's called songwriters on songwriting and uh it was this one where Bob Dylan um was speaking about some artist I can't remember and he was saying the the thing I liked about his lyrics are that they were so effortless, like they they matched perfectly with the with the melody, and that's what what got me about his stuff because few artists know how to do that, and so that for some reason really stuck with me, and um, I always make it a priority to um, you know make sure it really flows with the melody and uh, feels comfortable uh, to to sing and everything. So, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully Bob Dylan, if he ever listened to our music, would feel like it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I He should, if he is not. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So what emotions do you hope to evoke um, from your songs when people listen to them? Um, we, we've gotten a lot of people said they like cried. <laughs> Say a lot that of people again. that said, there we go, <laughs> that said they cried when they listened to the album and that it meant a lot of, uh, a lot to them and stuff. And that's exactly what I, what I want to do with these songs. I mean, I, I really want them to mean something to somebody and, and, and feel relatable and you know have them say I went through that and this song you know helped me through it or something like that yeah I agree especially during these times when it's so hard to connect with people I think Mm -hmm. music that is as emotional as yours um I think is is much needed uh so we kind of talked about the specifics of the songwriting process what does the song making process look like for you walk me through the writing to the the figure out the instruments to the recording okay so I don't know mostly I I start writing a song in my room or downstairs or something like that um and I usually come up with the melody first but sometimes I come up with a few lines or a chorus or something in my head and then I I write it down and I figure out what I want the song to be about um Actually, that's that's not really true. I sometimes I kind of stray from that because I was also reading another book about about songwriting this one time, and they were saying, you know, sometimes you can tell whenever somebody is really trying to stay on this subject, and you know, it flows more comfortably if you, you know, put whatever whatever words and stuff sound comfortable there. So um, sometimes some of my songs don't make sense like stay on the same topic all the way through but they make sense to me so um I I I'm fine with that but um so I write the song usually have the melody Emma sometimes helps me with melody on some of the songs um but mostly she just helps arrange it and put vocals on it and um put instruments and stuff and then tell me about what it's like in the re- in a recording studio, the recording booth for you. How does the that playing uh, process look like? For some reason, um, I I don't know. We've been recording stuff since I mean we were we were really young with with Rocket. I guess that was the first time we ever um, recorded something. But I'm just I'm not that comfortable in studios. I don't know why. I just I feel more comfortable. My my singing changes for some reason. I. I don't know. It's it's sometimes it's weird because voice boxes are usually really like small spaces and so I feel like confined. Emma, do you feel the same way about like being in the the studio that it's a uh, I guess maybe too sterile or inorganic of an environment for playing music? Yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It just brings up your nerves a little more. Um just all those people in that room just watching you play (laughs) i mean i I know that's basically playing live shows but um you can actually it's just weird because it's like you're not kind of like in a zoo just like in a cage (laughs) looking at you um you just have to like it's like you're the tigers on tiger king yeah (laughs) it all comes back to tiger king (laughs) yeah Yeah. everything in our music comes back to tiger king (laughs) (laughs) so you mentioned earlier uh making some or planning on recording a bit while we're all at home um self uh quarantining are you where are you getting your inspiration both uh right now uh in in making new music 
Um, cause, uh, we're watching a lot of movies and stuff right now and I get really inspired for songs, um, storylines and stuff with movies because there's just endless storylines out there. Um, but I really, I really love to watch, um, old, um, fifties and sixties films with Audrey Hepburn and stuff like that. Um, and I just, I love how overdramatic she is. I'm like, no, no one would ever act that way right now. Um, but I don't know. I think... I think it's, I don't know, I've just been wanting to write every single night, and so I've just been cranking out songs and poems and stuff like that, which is, which is really nice, because I can, um, you know, start arranging them with the girls. I think we did two or three new songs since we've, we've arranged two or three new songs since all of this, um, I've written more, but we've kind of all come to agreement on those two or three. Yeah. Those have been really, really fun to mm-hmm. to work on because we've been getting Bella in on as many as we can. And she just makes us sound like so much better than we could do by ourselves. Yeah. For real. Her, her voice adds so much. So you... Uh mention so watching movies right now how else are you both keeping yourself entertained these days well i mean there's tiger king <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh but i mean what else we've been watching well i mean even before this happened we've just been trying to watch like all the comedies um, like all the comedies ever bella and yeah. i just watched um what is it? Drillbit Taylor. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> um, and then we've been trying to watch, you know, um, Adam Sandler. Emma movie, loves Adler, so. Adam Sandler. I also <laughs> I do too. Love. <laughs> I love all the Austin Powers movies. Oh, so. she just loves that. I honestly, I think they're funny, but she just thinks they're so much, <laughs> so much more funny than I do. <laughs> I mean, those are great. They're, they even did a dance to um to the Mini Me song. Yeah, Bella and I yeah. choreographed the, <laughs> the two yeah, of us to just yeah. the two of us. <laughs> yeah, it's <Dance>. amazing. <laughs> it's definitely good to laugh right now. That's for sure. Um, so do you have yeah. other creative outlets outside of just music? Um, do you have other hobbies? I- I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Emma, Emma likes to sketch. Um, have you done any sketching lately? I haven't done any in months, actually. Um, but I, I've been trying to come up with another song. I'm not very good at writing. I, I just like. I think you are. <laughs> she's, she's it shown takes us. It me a long time to come up with like a half a verse, so. Mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm just trying to work on that yeah what about you yeah I I've been painting a lot and me and my little sister we roller skate all the time so we've been we've been doing that and uh we've been going on ro- walks and stuff because I didn't actually ever realize but we have a we have a trail um Bear Creek Trail right by our house like just a little bit down the way so we've been walking on that and that's been really fun that's nice. So now for a lot of kids right now, I'm, I'm sure school has changed a lot for them. Um, but for you two, I suspect school has not changed as much. Tell me about, you know, what school is like for you, whether outside the quarantine or in it right now. Yeah, um, we we usually do school in the mornings so that we could do we could do um, um, shows at night. But, you know, we've just still been doing it in the morning because we just kind of have that routine already yeah olivia and i are actually learning how to drive right now so that's yeah <laughs> that's yeah, fun. yeah that is fun how is that going i have to ask 
I bet. Okay. <laughs> Emma's, Emma's a better driver than me. She's more calm. I get really, really, like, anxious and nervous. And, um, yeah, that was very uh, scary. She went, she was, like, at an intersection with three different cars coming at her. And, and she was in the middle of the road. Yeah, I should have moved over a little bit. But, yeah. Don't tell my it's sons. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> Driving is scary for everyone. But, I mean, I guess the one perk right now is that the roads are a little less busy. So... A good time to get your practice yeah. in. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so to kind of look forward to a, a more hopeful future when these live performances start picking up, uh, just kind of a fun question. What is, is there a dream goal venue for both of you? The pageant would be really nice, Delmar Hall. Um, I was really, really looking forward to our show at the Duck Room, our CD release party, because that was going to be so much fun. And we have, we have, like a younger following in st louis Louis, like more of our age so we just had loads of like teenagers and stuff saying i'm coming to your show like uh we're so excited to to come and see you and it was it was like march 21st or whatever when it was when it was supposed to be going on but it got canceled which was really sad but hopefully we'll have even more people uh wanting to come at the whenever all this is over Exactly. Um, coming from a St. Louis area native, uh, the Duck Room and the Pageant are great venues, so those would be very fun. Yes. With uh, you both being stuck at home, uh, for the most part, I'm sure you're spending a lot of time with your family. Uh, how important is family to the both of you? Oh, it's it's very important. We pretty much, our whole business is a family business, you know. We've got everyone actually in on it um, now that we have this our little sister in the band um you know our our dad he does he does sound he does um like he does a lot of tech stuff you know he recorded us um when we were playing downstairs uh when we recorded letter to you our mom she does a lot of social media stuff and um works with merch stuff and replies to emails and she does a whole lot of stuff and then our our little sister she plays bass and sings with us now and she can also play like she's just she's been around music all her life so um you know she's able to pick up different instruments and stuff and you know she she kind of listened to us sing harmonies and stuff so she's just like right on and she just has the ear for that kind of thing which is really cool i mean it's it's really hard for us sometimes to be able to you know stay patient and stuff and wait on people to like figure out harmonies but she's just she's just got that just intuitively which is really cool so we we've uh, brought up the youngest Bernie sister a few times tell us a bit more about her uh, what's her name what when did it become time for her to be to ingrained into the the bernie sisters musical act yeah i i have never ever wanted to be um the the kind of person that was like all right this is you know this is what everyone else in the family does like this is what you're gonna do you're gonna be a lawyer you know (laughs) um but uh so i just kind of waited till she was having more of an interest in music and wanting to uh you know play more and took an interest in singing with us or um, playing an instrument to be like, 
well, how about you come and play this song with us or um, come and like learn this cover with us. And so she has the coolest taste of music. She really, really likes um, a bunch of Motown stuff. She's really into, <laughs> she's doing wink faces over there at us. Um, she, her name is Bella. Uh, she loves Michael Jackson and uh, the Jackson 5 and... Um, she listens to Wolfpack, which is really cool. I was definitely not listening to like that rat of music when I was her age. <laughs> so to kind of close the loop on our conversation about family and music, um, what is your favorite part about being the Bernie sisters and having this amazing these amazing experiences together? I think the most important thing for me is connection. Like, I, I just think it's so cool how we can, like, I just, I don't know. I've never met met so many different people from different, you know, like, times of life and different interests and stuff, like, ever in my life, except for playing music um, and meeting them at shows and meeting them as musicians. And it's just the coolest thing, like the, the network of people and musicians and stuff that I'm able to call friends and, and be able to meet, um, is just the coolest thing for me. Like, I just think it's so awesome. And then, you know, I just keep thinking about, um, you know, we, we read something about the, I think it's seven degrees of separation with like, you know, Kevin Bacon, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> and like how many different people, like everyone that we know is connected to somewhere else, uh, someone else that we know and is like best friends with them. And it's just, it kind of blows my mind. Like how, how like closely connected everyone is in, in Colombia. Yeah. And we have a really, really cool art scene. Like, a really cool art scene and music scene and just, there's so many creative people here. Just, and I, I'm glad to be friends with a lot of them. Yeah, totally. What about you, Emma? Anything uh, Olivia didn't touch on that you want to bring up about the, the Bernie sisters experience? I feel like there's a lot of siblings that aren't very close to each other and they're just like, oh, we see each other like two <laughs> times a year because he's <laughs> off over here doing this. And uh, If you look at bands that, you know, have siblings, you know, in them, they're they're so close together, you know, mm -hmm. they're not. I, I mean, we do fight, <laughs> we do. but I mean, everyone does. <laughs> and um, yeah. I feel like we're. A little bit closer than most siblings. Yeah, I think so. And also because we kind of have to be. We live in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, Sisterhood, can't think of a better note to end this episode on. Uh, thank you both so much uh, for joining us to talk about the Bernie sisters, Tiger King, and and uh, <laughs> everything to look forward to. Speaking of which, is there anything uh, you'd like people to keep an eye out for in the future from the Bernie sisters? Uh, we are recording music starting next Wednesday. so And we're doing it all ourselves, so we're able to you know, figure out whenever, um, whenever it's coming out and, you know, we're hopefully going to be able to put out some singles really, really soon. So we, that's what we're working on right now and hopefully have it out, um, in the next two, two months, at least a single, like, um, this month or next, hopefully. 
Well, that's really exciting. Thank you both so much for coming on Vox Voice. Uh, This was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, Again, the Bernie Sisters' new EP titled Letter to You is out now on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon. And to close us out, here's a song from the EP. This is Unbearable. so sweet but behind closed doors no one's just had it come off before guess the joke is on me I still want every part what I see and I caught a cab on the Side of town, thought I'd see you when I passed your house. Guess you skipped town by the looks of your empty home. Whatever you want, I'll obtain it for you. Can I do to 
wraps this episode of Vox Voice. We at Vox are glad we could bring you another episode of the show while still practicing social distancing. Thank you again to the Bernie sisters for joining us. If you want to hear more interviews with prominent Columbia figures, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast service. Stay safe and thank you for listening. <laughs>